Hello and welcome to episode 911 of the Sleeper and the Bust. It is April 1st, but there's no April fooling that it's opening day, baby. I'm your host, Paul Spore, joined by Justin Mason. Justin, how's it going, buddy? Oh man, it is it is it would it's been a, just a hectic morning, but um got my fi- lineup changing. Yeah, yeah, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit, but uh, it's good to, have, and then ML, my MLB uh, package wasn't, or MLB TV wasn't working. Oh, fantastic! Love so, like, yeah, it was, and it wor- wasn't working for a lot of people. So, but I've got, let's see, the Brewers and the Twins up right now, uh, and uh, talking to you. So that is a fantastic way to start off uh, uh, the baseball season, right? Right. It, it feels great. Now we talk about a few different. Uh, staples of the uh, of the season in terms of waves and, and things that hit we have all that that major excitement um you know leading into spring training and then a couple days in you're like okay it's background noise right i'm not trying to watch every spring training games we found reasons to maybe stay more attentive to some of them for different things that you can find but for the most part it is what it is then we get overwhelmingly excited for the start of the season rightfully so but now we've hit that part that i i for some reason maybe i block it out because i don't forget that it happens but i think i block it out the wave of injuries mm-hmm. and it can start in spring and, and it did a bunch popped up but you still get a lot of optimism with those right unless it's you know a tj or whatever it's like oh you know it's gonna be this much time it's not gonna be that bad could make it for opening day could make it for opening day he has a bone sticking out of his leg but he could make it for (laughs) opening day like everything just says could make it for opening day and it's like okay you know so many of those are full of crap so we hit the injury wave and uh it was pretty severe and not only was it severe in general but I'm sorry to bring it home, but they're pretty severe for our uh, our labor team too. The, the, oh my god! The three god. of us drafted together, and we have just been decimated at every turn. And I made a blunder, and I apologize. I apologize to you and Joe already. I forgot, you know, in in labor when you pick somebody up, you have to start them, and so I put us in a position where we had to make some some starts. That's fine because it's actually for the half week. You can make a you can make a case that there's actually good strategy to just uh, starting those guys or to, to buying more guys on this week. But I cut some guys that we had, including Sergio Romo, who would now look pretty good but, on our team. I mean, you couldn't have known like that. Trevor no, I know. Was I know. Go down like that. Uh, just, I'm just bummed because we had the guy. Yeah. And we got him for cheap because it was before he signed. Um, exactly, and you know, I was telling, you know, I was reminding you and Joe uh, earlier via text, say like we drafted four closers in labor, and we were down to one. Yep, drafted Trevor Rosenthal, Brad Hand, um, Matt Harvey, or not Matt Harvey, uh, Hunter Harvey, Hunter Harvey uh, and Jose Leclerc, and we are we are clearly down to one now. So yep. uh, it, it's uh, not been a very good start for us uh, in labor, and we lost Eloy. So that's, uh, yeah, it's, but I still like our team. Like our team is actually, if you look at it, it's still pretty good. You know, this happened last year too. We got decimated. We Mm -hmm. lost sale early. Um, so it's like, it's like kind of a staple of, of, of the beginning of the, uh, of the season for labor. So the Trevor Rosenthal injury happens. He goes on with shoulder inflammation. That's a bit nerve wracking because of his age, just in general. You know, you don't really want a guy getting hurt, but it, it could be a pretty quick thing, right? I don't want to overly freak out. It's kind of a mid mid panic level there. Um, you know, he's thirty one. He's getting up there a little bit. You know, not ancient or anything, but he's been around for a while. Relievers. He's already had kind of the breakdown, right? When he got TJ, he came back. He was really rough it, last year. Nineteen blew up in twenty, looking great. So it doesn't look like it's going to be a major issue. Uh, they're going to give a timeline tomorrow, uh, perhaps. Actually, no, they, they suggested that there'd be a timeline today. Today is Thursday. I'm a dummy. Um, Jake Diekman, Sergio Romo, probably the, the committee right now, the lefty-righty combo. Are you going to pick anybody up um, in anything but AL and 15-teamers? Are you picking somebody up in 10 and 12-teamers right now? Mm, and if uh, so, who? Probably not. I mean, I, I guess if I'm going to pick someone up, it's probably going to be Romo. 
Okay. A proven guy who's done it before, right-handed. So, uh, And as far as the uber short term, uh, they play Houston off rip. Houston doesn't have a lot of lefties, right? They've got Tucker, yeah. Brantley, and is that it? That might be it. Oh, Alvarez. Oh, Alvarez. Yeah, Alvarez. Um, so, you know, I guess there could be a scenario where it's like Brantley, Bregman, Tucker coming up. Diekman gets the gets the run there. But they really split the left lefties up. They dot them with righties there. So I think Romo's the guy, especially if you're spec saving, if you're specking for saves every every corner you're turning, maybe just to try to snake a few, you go for Romo. Diekman for mo- no more than a dollar. I'd say Romo no more than like $3, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going big. Unless we get a big timetable. Going into Sunday, we can revamp. But if you're doing bids every night, I'm going smaller. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Uh, much bigger injury. I, I started with ours because that affects us. <laughs> it affects uh, me a lot. Injury. I mean, the, I, I have Rosenthal everywhere. Like, it's just. All right. Perhaps the more important injury that does affect me, but I didn't want to address it, maybe because of how painful it could be, is the Mon- Alberto Mondesi. Uh, going to the IL with a right oblique strain. God, I hate obliques, dude. They just linger. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're so bad. They're so bad. I hate them so much. Um, at least it's not a lower half injury if we're going to go with something to take a positive from, given that how much of a uh, big part of the speed component Mondesi is for every team that drafted him. But you got to be feeling pretty bummed out about this if you have Mondesi on a team or two, which... I do. So I'm a little bummed here. What do you think about Mondesi going on the IL with an oblique strain right now? Uh, I mean, it's <laughs> it's a uh, it was a test in uh, confirmation bias yesterday on Twitter. Oh God! The people who uh, were not on Mondesi were taking victory laps. The people who were on Mondesi were saying, "Well, he could still be a huge difference maker." Uh, even in just a short, well, yeah. like, but like, it was just anybody, you know, if you had a Mondesi take, you were just, you know, batting down how's, the hatches. And, and But how stupid do you have to be to try to take the victory lap again? I mean, A, because it's like literally opening day. Um, but after what he did last year, like, I mean, you know, I, I would, I would, you, you got, you got to be pretty fucking dumb to try to get out there out in front and like pump your chest when we saw how, devastatingly bad he could be for three weeks and then spend two weeks as the best player in the game and wind up with 24 steals. It's like, hello? Did no, I mean, I know the answer is, of course, no, but nobody learned? Nobody no. learned last year? No, and I mean, everybody takes... Like, I, I tweeted out something. I was like, you know, everybody takes victory laps. Whether yeah. what you... Like, because there were a lot of, like, victory lap shamers out yesterday. Like, and it's like, you know what? If you're... If you're Talking about fantasy baseball in the industry, either you know through written word or podcast, you take victory laps. You may do it yeah. in a subtle yeah. way, like it's like, oh well, my team did so well because of this guy, and I was well, on that, that. Like you know, that's fine. That's fine. It, it's they're 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 not all created equally, though, dude. Like they're really not. Absolutely. And, are, and if you're taking are, one are in April, nauseating with them. Yeah. If you're taking one in April. You're you are you are not doing it right. I I do them in April because I think they're hilarious to just because people just lose their mind over it. Uh, but I'm not being serious, obviously. Yeah, um, but people are gonna think you are like you're. you're but I don't giving... care what people think. I I hang out well, with you a lot. Yeah, you do because you're in an industry where you have to care what people think. Because if they if nobody likes you, it's gonna be difficult for you to. Nobody likes uh, me, and look, I'm doing just fine. Oh, stop! That's not true at all. <laughs> Simply, your wife doesn't like you, and that's okay. Because uh, she knows, she knows but, better. Yeah, this is—I mean—it's a bummer. Like you don't want to be right on a guy because they got injured, right? And in spite of the fact that injury has been kind of a, a thing for him, um, I don't want to call him injury prone or, or you know, but he has had kind of just weird injuries, you know, through the early part of his career. Um, I, no one wants to win this way, right? Uh, you know, yeah, I wouldn't say no one. You like you like cheering for injuries, don't this, you? This is true, but I, I don't. <laughs> You know, I'd rather him at least to get a few stolen bases. And I drafted him in a few places. I have got a team. It was my first draft of the year back in October um, in which I took Soto in the first round and then Mondesi in the second round. And I am literally starting Eric Sogard today. Well, yeah, because neither guy's playing because uh, uh, COVID has Washington and the Mets canceled. It's weird. Somebody in my Twitch chat like tweeted, said the game got canceled. And I was about to text 
Paul Gustavo, a big, big Mets fan. And he's like, oh, no, 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 sorry. I got bad info or whatever. Mm-hmm. Turns out the info was right. And yeah, I, so there I don't was know a, where it came from. So there was a uh, fake, I think, Ken Rosenthal account that tweeted it out this morning as an April Fool's Day uh, gag. And then it actually happened is what happened. But yeah, then they were right. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, I don't know if the gag works at that point. But yeah, obviously Mondesi, um, it's, it's big trouble that he's going to miss some time. I don't think Nicky Lopez is somebody you want really anywhere. I, I guess AL only because... He's a body, and what else is going to be on the wire? And he could ostensibly run. But in shallow leagues, what are you thinking? I mean, you're not going to be able to replace what Mondesi, what you projected Mondesi to give you, right? Um, and it's really hard to do it at the shortstop position late. Uh, I mean, you know, if jo- Josh Rojas is around... You know, he could be a guy that's someone interesting. I got Jonathan VR in the last round or the second to last round of the main event last night. Like Jonathan VR is going to be available in some 10 and 12 teamers. And that's really yeah. what I'm trying to think about where you could replace here. Who did you just say? Just slip my mind. Jonathan um, VR. No, no. Before that, you, didn't you say two guys? Oh, uh, Josh Rojas. Oh, Rojas. Rojas. Yeah, you yeah. Know, he's so we have guy. Rojas on the list. He's leading off today. And, you know, it's it's one day. Like, I, I we're going to talk about a few few guys that are interestingly leading off today. Um, not to suggest that they are the leadoff hitter for that for their team, but Rojas is leading off. I think he is somebody who could take a leadoff role against righties. He's three percent at ESPN. That's yeah. you know that's widely available in ten and twelve team type leagues. It's going to be a little bit higher in twelves, I'm sure, but that's ten. Even VR, twenty four percent at ESPN, meaning he's available in a lot of shallower leagues. So those are a couple guys I think that you could go out and get to replace Mondesi and to try to recoup some of that speed because that's obviously the biggest thing that you're missing. Yeah, if you're looking at a, a di- different position, middle infield, um, in maybe a deeper league, uh, you know, Taylor Trammell made the team. Uh, Seattle likes to run quite a bit. Uh, I believe he, uh, I believe they said he's going to start today, so obviously why so. that comes out later. So, he, he's another guy uh, that could potentially, you know, be on a lot of waiver wires in, in 10, 12 team and in some 15 team leagues. Um, you know, uh, Cedric Mullins, you know, he may be leading off uh, yep. for, for the Orioles. And uh, they got, got rained out. Yeah. So. so we didn't even get to see what they were going to do today. Um, Miles Straw is only 11 percent at ESPN. So, again, he. Because he was in COVID protocol, so oh okay. Hang he on, did tweet at someone that he was going to be fine. Um, so and I restart. Oh uh, wait, never mind, never mind. It's expected lineup. It's not confirmed. Yeah, yeah. Their game's not till later today. So, yeah, so. we'll we'll see. Um, Victor Reyes kind of surprisingly made the start. Remember, everything was mm-hmm. angling, looking like he was going to be the fourth outfielder. He got the start. Again, it could like opening day does not set the tone for everything. Austin Barnes is starting today because it's Kershaw. We know that there's going to be fewer games than we expected for Will Smith, but this does not change that. This is just part of it because Kershaw is the one start he's going to get every time, and then Barnes is probably going to get another start here and there mixed in, and that's how we're going to end up with 90, 95 games started for um, for Smith. So, uh, yeah, there's some guys that exchange for Montessi. Here's another thing that is how it is right now, but I don't think speaks to the entire season. We talked about this. Jordan Hicks not getting the closers role off rip. We talked about how they're going to mix him in. Oh, wow. Great catch in center by Cleveland. Dang. Jacoby Jones hit, hit a pretty good one there. Good catch. Good catch. Um, so Alex Reyes is going to start in the closers role. Like I said, we discussed how they were going to do mixing, uh, mix and match and ease Hicks into the role, but they want to get to Hicks. Like that is the goal. So I still think he's absolutely worth holding. Um, you got to kind of, you know, bide your time with it. He shouldn't have never, he, you know, he shouldn't have been on an island as your saves guy. He really should have been with two other guys because it was going to be a mix and match kind of season. But if Reyes is out there, are you picking him up? I think you in, got it, in, right? In so, shallower leagues too, right? Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think I'd rather have him than Diekman or, or Romo. I agree. Um, so I think, yeah, I mean, and this was something that, you know, here, take my victory lap, right? So, uh, but this is something that I talked about. Like, I didn't know that they were going to give Hicks the job. Um, and so I kind of stayed away from this situation 
quite a bit, uh, you know, and, and those people that invest in Alex Reyes, maybe thinking he could become a starter at some point, getting a little boost early in the season. Now, that being said, they've got four very capable guys there. And they may mix and match quite a bit. Uh, this job may trade hands. But if you're playing kind of like, hey, I'm streaming for saves when I can get them, I think yeah. uh, Reyes is a pretty uh, uh, good bet right now. That's the thing, too. It starts right away. If, mm-hmm. you're, if you're doing, if you're streaming for saves, it starts instantly. And you got to jump in. And you might have to look at the Romo and the Deekman, but you got to get in there on Reyes, too. You know, I can't tell if this means they love or hate Gallegos. I, I still I still can't tell. Like, do they think he's such a good fireman that they just desperately want him, whether it's the sixth through the ni- anywhere through the sixth through the ninth, or they just not trust him enough because I don't know. I would have thought that he would be the one that would get the, the job temporarily. I think he'll still mix in for an opportunity, but I guess they just like I, I tend to lean, maybe because it's because I think he's really good. I tend to lean that it's like they really love him as as a flexible uh, pitcher, but I would think it is a I would hope that. that <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's a bummer that he can't even get the the, the temporary job. What, what did uh, Matthew B- Barry used to say? They hate him with a mot like intensity. Mot like intensity, Same man. Team they they too, now so. have a Gallegos like intensity. Mm-hmm. When they find a reliever they hate, they turn up the intensity. So, um, yeah, that's that's the Alex Reyes, Jordan Hicks situation. Do not drop Hicks. Maybe in a ten teamer, if you can really, if you're burning and churning, um, and you and you kind of have to, that'd be the only scenario. Anything else, uh, you know, I gotta hold. I gotta hold out and see what's up. Uh, Josh Donaldson exited the game today with an with a leg issue, leg injury. Um, he had hit a double, so I don't know if it was on that. Yeah. So you know, what happened was I was watching when it happened. Okay, go ahead. Um, so he hits. Uh, he hits a double. He's uh, he he turns uh you know first is running a second and he just has this weird little hitch in his step like his calf popped or something which is super concerning they let him stay out there for the rest of like you know the the part time where they're on offense and then he doesn't come back out to play defense so uh they they moved a rise to third brought jake cave in uh to play left um yeah, this is super concerning considering his calf issues in recent years. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's that's definitely worrisome. So uh, we'll kind of see how that goes uh, with regards to Donaldson. You know, they had already said I think a buck thirty was uh, what was the count that they were looking for, and so you know. It's already starting, I guess, mm-hmm. is, is the way to look at it, is that there's, they're already missing some games there with Josh Donaldson. Hopefully you drafted him in leagues where you have IL slots or else it's, it's going to be pain. It's going to be pain to deal yeah. with. Speaking speaking of pain to deal with, turns out maybe Sixto Sanchez is nicked up. Remember all the fifth starter stuff? We were being told not to worry about it. I was passing that advice along. I'm like, this is fine. This is not a big deal because he's a fifth starter. That's why they moved him down. Well, that got a little shoulder, slight discomfort in the right shoulder while throwing at the alternate site. Oh, so, okay, I hadn't seen that part. Throwing at the alternate site. Yeah, so he had a simulated game yesterday. So the early news was true then. When he got sent, it was a problem. This this is new. This is brand new. Um, It's just... I just read the headline. My fault. Yeah, it's just really bad timing. Um, uh, He went super high in my main event last night. Or not super high, but higher than I thought he would go. One of the top 100 picks um even after being sent out wow yeah and i was like oh well i guess they're not worried at all and then this news pops up and i'm like well i'm glad that person took the bullet uh speaking of which i didn't even mention this alberto Mondesi went 22nd overall in my main event yesterday wow like just dude did not care he, he wanted him so he said uh, give me give me those steals well that's the thing the high impact it doesn't take you don't need a full season to have that kind of overwhelming impact you know mm-hmm. so i guess that's that's what they're looking at there uh but yeah with six though again not much you can do but sit tight mm-hmm. you know we'll get a tweet somewhere i'm sure that six though was cut what should i do pick him up like I, I don't you know if you are in a shower league where somebody cuts him find a way to pick him up yeah. you know cut cut your worst guy like make it, it it's a tough decision the upside of this arm is massive this doesn't look like it's going to be a major issue. He wasn't going to come up anyway. Um, and, you know, just yet it was going to be like a week plus in the in, until they need a fifth starter. 
bide your time, get Sixto Sanchez if someone's stupid enough to cut him. Yep. All right. So I mentioned Josh Rojas leading off. So is Yoshi Sutsugo, Luis Arise, who you briefly mentioned, and then Raimel Tapia. And Raimel Tapia is doing so versus Kershaw, a lefty himself. So it's lefty-lefty there. So you take those four, and again, I want to be clear, just because it's happening on opening day doesn't mean that it's 100% the norm. I will say, though, I started to get, and I wish I had just gotten one share, I started to get some Yoshi Sutsugo love late based entirely on Jason Martinez showing that he was going to bat first. And again, that's based on, you know, his research, his best guess, all the having his ear to the ground on all the news. So I hadn't really been hearing much about Sutsugo, but it looked like he was going to lead off. Boom, opening day he is. Could be leading off a, a lot against righties. Josh Rojas, we know he's fighting for a role, looking to establish himself. Love seeing the confidence that he gets to lead off against Darvish. Arise. We know he's going to be super util with Donaldson. If he, if Donaldson misses time, that's that's a rise getting in right away. Mm-hmm. And then Tapia, uh, by the way, Hampson is also starting in center. Um, yeah, not <laughs> not Hilliard, but Hilliard Chris, is a lefty Chris Owings too. is starting at second base. Yes, and that's the most Rockies thing ever. Ryan yeah. McMahon not getting Ryan McMahon is a lefty, and it is Kershaw. So basically, a lefty had to start. It was going to be Hilliard McMahon. Tapia. Somebody had to get in there as a lefty along with Blackman. Tapia gets the uh, gets the win there. So let's take these in order. Josh Rojas. Taking anything from him batting first? Um, and, and, like, is it actionable for you in any way? Or are you just happy to see that, you know, one of the spring standouts that a lot of folks like is, uh, is leading off? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know how actionable it is. I mean, I think Calhoun, when he comes back, he could, you know lead off or they could put Peralta up there but the fact that they've got this kind of confidence in him to do this I mean against Darvish you yeah know, like opening that's... day against Darvish uh absolutely love it because I thought he was gonna be batting like sixth or seventh yep. maybe I thought I could tell would slide up to one yeah in the absence of Calhoun now Calhoun could take it back when he you're right that is definitely something but if Rojas carries his spring over and carries mm-hmm. his 2019 minors and and has a breakout he can hold the one spot he really can't because calhoun's power has made it such that he can bat somewhere in the three to five range and it's really not bad right yeah. they could go rojas Marte, peralta walker calhoun or walker calhoun peralta i know that's two lefties in a row but you know they can they can make it work so don't worry about that i'm very pleased by this with rojas sutsugo Draft afterthought. Like, yeah, nobody yeah. was touching him. Colin drafted him in the last pick of his I, main event last night. I, I love it. I love it. And again, I, I didn't pull the trigger anywhere. I now kind of wish I would have instead of the uh, the Ronald Guzman pick that I made in my um, in my main because I was kind of, you know, his hot spring. I just kind of want to see, you know, is there anything there? But Sutsugo, available like everywhere. Are you interested? No, absolutely not. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I know he's leading off right now, but I he has just not been good at any point uh, last year. He's he played was, 51 games in the majors. Chill. And he was atrocious in spring. Um, I just I'm, I'm just not interested. Like if, if we see something, I mean, I guess you can pick him up and stash him. It's nice that he's outfit, outfield and third base eligible, but yeah, just I I don't I I need to see something before I'm yeah, willing to I, put it in my lineup. I mean, he was league average last year despite hitting sub 200. Like that's actually kind of impressive. Um, I don't know, like the the fact that the team likes him batting first, they have some confidence in him. I'm not really putting anything in the spring necessarily. I mean, he was still walking. He was striking out too. I, I, I think I spring just I'm, I'm it, taking a look. I mean, spring is just one of those things where like, I, I wouldn't necessarily care for most, you know, most players, especially established players, but considering he was bad last year and then he was bad again in spring is just like, I mean, maybe it's confirmation bias, but yeah. And I think you're overstating how bad he was last year. He had a 708 OPS despite only hitting 197. Like, 197 is unplayable in fantasy. 
no shit, dude. Okay. Do you think he's going to hit is 197 it, again with a 211 in Babbitt? spring? I mean, just stop citing the spring. You're embarrassing no, yourself. Like, you're embarrassing please. yourself. No, I'm, you can't just say what I say back to me. I like, can just say what you're saying back seriously, to me. Seriously, stop citing that as if it matters at all, because you know it doesn't. He's a 30-year-old who has an established track record from Japan, comes over, puts up kind of a league average 51 games. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not like trying to tell you you have to be in. I'm saying the reasons that you're out are, the, are what don't really hold up, I particularly mean, this spring. In, you know, in his defense... Uh, he did finish spring hot. So, um. What about, you know, nothing on the projections that are all above average? Uh, Ranging from 104 to 109 WRC plus. I 24 just, homers for 527 plate appearances from Zips. Yeah, I mean, if that's, if he's, yeah, if he's getting five, you think he's going to get 500 plate appearances? I mean, if right he, now if, they're missing if he some plays pieces. Well, absolutely. No, if, if he does his thing, because he'll be leading off against yeah. righties with regularity. Yeah, I, I I think 500 is very doable. So I think it is high I'm, teams. I'm low honestly teams just surprised they're leading him off. I mean, we'll see if he can stick stick with it. I, I he thought gets they, on base, man. He had a yeah. 14% walk rate last year. He walked a bunch in spring, which is the most important thing is how well he did in spring. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I, listen – I just want to put out there 15 teamers. I think Sutsugo deserves some love. 12 teamers, it's fringe. It really depends on your squad. 10 teamers, no. AL only, he was already he was already picked up. But I, I, I want to put my message out there that I think Sutsugo deserves some attention. Right. Justin disagrees, but that's fine. I, I, you know, if you want to stash him, put it on your bench, fine. You know, I like the infield, outfield eligibility. Can't get in He's... anymore. Ship All right. sailed. All wow. right, no, never mind then. Screw him. <laughs> Uh, Luis Arise, I, I love this guy. Uh, I'm still, I'm still bought in. They mentioned at the outset of the year, super util was going to be his role, and like I said, with with Donaldson hurt already, like that kind of gives him. If it is, you know, even just a week or whatever, that's a week off rip that he's playing. He can play infield, outfield. He's batting average god. Um, I think because of his role, he wasn't drafted everywhere. He was drafted in most leagues. Mm-hmm. So you're not looking for him on the wire in 15 teamers, but 12 and 10 teamers he could be. 10 still probably too shallow for what he does, which is kind of an empty batting average. What about 12s though? Uh, I think you take the chance, especially with uh, you know Donaldson looking like he's hurt, and we 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 know all the issues Donaldson's had with the Cavs uh, mm-hmm. over the last few years, like. He was, he was always one injury away from having kind of a, a close-to-full-time role. Uh, I think what For sure. hurt, kind of hurt him a little bit was he lost the multi-positional eligibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people are like, well, he used to be outfield in second. He'll get something back. I mean, he's already played outfield and third today. Yeah. So, no, you're, you're right. Arise is going to get – that's a great call-out. Um, so if you were worried about that and said, ah, just second, bleh. No, he's going to add. And he's 54% in the main event. So you got a coin flip shot that he's available in the main event. If you, you know, did a Mason build where you got mm-hmm. your batting average is not your number one thing, arises the guy to go get. Dude can hit 330, you know, standing on his head. Like that's the kind of upside that he has is to be a huge batting average asset. There really isn't a lot of pop, any pop there to speak of. If you could somehow finagle double digit homers, you'd you'd love it. But you're going for runs in batting average here with a rise. He did have a stolen base in spring, but he's not particularly fast. Um, and then Tapia, what are you doing with the uh, with, with the non Blackman components of the Rockies outfield? Like I said, somebody had to get a start uh, of a verse lefty. Uh, a lefty lefty start here today with Clayshaw Clay going. You know this Clay guy Clayshaw. I think the, he's my my he's uh, main event pitcher in uh, in both of my main events. Is uh, Clayshaw? Clayshaw. Yeah, got him. In, I got him in the second round. Of my first main event. Third round of my main event last night. Uh, I, I love Clayshaw. I really do. I do. Um, so Daza could have started, I guess, uh, but I think right there they they said forget the platoon advantage. Let's get the actual just better pitcher. Um, better hitter. Or better hitter. Excuse me. I'm all over the map today. Toppy has been so, playing I'm pretty so much wired. every day in spring. Righties, lefties. Um, so I think he Toppy, might have the job. I think and, he's going to have the job, and then 
Hampson and Hilliard and I think Hampson has a job too. I think Hilliard is the is the fourth outfielder. I, I that's, think that's where I'm at. I'm, I think it's going to be a rotation. So I mean, Hampson will play some second, um, maybe even some third. He's going to play some outfield, and then the, these but guys he's infield outfield. That's an everyday job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think you know, but I think. Um, you know, Hilliard is technically probably the fourth guy, but I think he's still going to play like four or five times a week, uh, which is Hampson, fine. Sorry, I thought you were done there. Hampson had six SBs in spring. Hilliard had five. And SBs is actually one thing you can look at in spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a handful of things. Strikeouts, walks, stolen base, ch- like chances that you're taking. Even if somebody goes two for five or like two, two for six, but they ran six times. The, the six times can be valuable there, mm-hmm. even if they weren't particularly successful. So the fact that they ran six and five, Hampson and Hilliard respectively, that's pretty big. Yeah, that's, especially that's, team SBs. Like I, you yep. know, if the team is allowing guys to run and telling guys to run in spring, uh, that's a really good sign that they're going to be aggressive on the base path. So we saw this with Seattle and Texas and San Diego, especially, but also Colorado. Uh, yeah, was two for three himself. So yeah, there you go. so yeah, I think this is. I think um, I, I wouldn't be super worried about playing time early on for really any of these guys. The one that is a little bit concerning to me is McMahon. Um, I Which is insane, dude. Yeah, um, he he made a swing change this uh, this spring. It didn't seem to help a whole bunch, which is unfortunate. Uh, he did sit out a few. Uh, spring games down the stretch. He's not starting today versus a lefty. We'll see. You know, I'm assuming he'll be in in the lineup tomorrow. But uh, yeah, I think weirdly McMahon, who was the one I thought was like locked in, because that's he, what I'm saying. He came in last year, and they were like, "Well, McMahon's an everyday player." We're like, "Oh well, god damn, I guess uh, our our Hampson shares are screwed." But yeah, uh, now it seems he has kind of fallen a little bit out of favor. So. Uh, I don't want to overreact, obviously, to one day because it is against a lefty, a very tough one in Clayton Kershaw. Um, so, but it's definitely something to monitor. Yeah, um, it, it is for sure. And it is, it's so Rockies that Chris Owings is taking time ahead of him. Owings did have a huge spring. I don't know how much they're putting into that, but, you know, he had four homers and maybe they're just like, you know what? That, that Chris Owings breakout that people were on a decade ago, we can get it. We can get it out of him. Uh, so, yeah, I continue to absolutely despise the Rockies, but they're a necessary evil because they have the best run environment in the history of the game. So you want to get their guys, but they're just an absolute pain in the ass. Josh, you know, the crazy thing, and again, it's one day. I don't, I don't want to overreact. You're right. But it's that Chris Owings and Josh Fuentes are the one taking his time. But yeah. it's a lefty. Don't freak out over McMahon. I don't want to make this sound like he's like maybe time to cut him or anything. no 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 i don't don't like like there are people who overreacted already on twitter like you know someone's like oh i dropped anthony basco get alex reyes like why? oh no like, don't oh no, no 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 don't don't do that like you know you want to be aggressive early but you also Smart. don't want to be reactionary especially yeah. in the first hour or two of the yeah. fucking season <laughs> Yeah, let let some things play out. A this is why bit, daily yeah. moves, like daily transaction leagues, can just be silly because you don't it's want dangerous. Yeah, you don't you don't want to be like you know someone will go drop Josh Donaldson and we might find out tomorrow he's fine. Like for sure, like for just, sure, people yeah. people um, Trevor Bauer their lineups, man, they got a tinker. That's <laughs> that. Like it's unbelievable some of the cuts that we're gonna find out about. You're gonna laugh at them because people will be making these these insane moves uh, based off of very little. And then they'll be like, I cut Josh Donaldson. And then they're going to tell us, you know, oh, back in uh, April, I cut Josh Donaldson, but I'm somehow winning my league. So I was like, yeah, you're lucky to be you, winning your you league. You might still. get this uh, high-scoring Twins-Brewers game yet. Bases loaded right oh, yeah? now, two outs uh, with Lorenzo Cain up to Ooh. bat. So yeah, I uh, I made it was a gun call based on nothing. It's one I I would take like a a like wry smile victory lap on, not even something that I had any basis for. But I was on Visa and and he's like, you know, what's what do you like about the slate? What do you see? Anything gonna surprise you? I said, you know, not all these badass matchups pan out. 
And for some reason, I got a weird vibe that even though I love these two pitchers, Maeda and Woodruff, mm-hmm. I could see Minnesota and the Brewers being 6-5 in the fourth. Yeah. And, you know, we kind of laughed about it. And then they were dealing for the first two innings. But now I see, yeah, it's 2-1, to one, bases loaded, big pitch coming up. Yeah, 3-1 count here. So it's uh, I love having a TV in the office, dude. Now. <laughs> TV in the office with baseball on. This is I, like I can barely take it all in right now. This is so oh, great. It's so uh, great. But we have to get moving here because we have only 18 minutes. We both have a hard out at three. Mm-hmm. Um, we got our league leaders for pitchers. I was gonna push it because opening day. But I was like, let's just get it done. Let's just get it done because uh, I feel like we could talk about opening day stuff for an hour easily. But yeah. let's do these. These are still fun. I skipped the favorites, right? Because that was kind of worthless. We didn't need to talk about favorites. Let's just talk about the bold predictions that could lead the league because that kind of helps you see some different players in different light. So let's start with wins, the most predictable, easiest stat to figure out. I went with Dallas Keuchel. And what I was looking for, you know, obviously with a bold prediction, you're trying to go for somebody that isn't so obvious. So Giolito, that wouldn't really surprise thing, uh, anybody. Neither would Lynn. So let me find a guy who's a very capable starter on that very good team. And that leads me to Dallas Keuchel. Pitched his ass off last year. Uh, he was definitely, you know, not not a sub-two ERA skill pitcher. But he was, you know, a 308 FIP, badass 109 whip, didn't allow homers, didn't allow walks. It, his normal strikeouts, you know, somewhere in the, like, six to seven and a half range. Um, but, yeah, I think he can rack up, you know, 18 to 21 wins on this team, and that could be enough. I don't know if anyone's getting to 20 this year. We'll see. So maybe maybe high teens does it for Keiko. What do you think of him as a uh, as a bold prediction wins leader? Yeah, I mean he's a guy who can eat some innings. He's on a good team that's going to score a lot of runs. So uh, I think that's not a bad one. I, I like that quite a bit actually. So I, and I want to say I feel like you kind of went for a similar vibe with mm-hmm. yours. The good but not elite starter on a very good team. Who would you pick? I want Marcus Stroman. So, you know, yep. guy, again, who's going to eat innings, uh, good uh, team, uh, you know, team setting, good park to pitch in. Uh, so I, I think Stroman's one of those guys that uh, probably didn't get enough credit, though there were some really, you know, big backers in draft season. Um, but because he opted out, I think people, some people just were a little afraid of what we were going to see, but he looked really good in spring. And, you know, I really like the Mets this year. Uh, this sign yeah. just signed uh, Lindor to that long extension. They're, they're trying to turn it around from LOO Mets to something else. <laughs> well, then of course their opening day game gets canceled. That's not so their fault though. You can't blame it's that. It's still LOO Mets. Uh, yeah, you can. Cause, <laughs> because they, they snuck COVID into Washington. Exactly. And it, it, it follows everything. The LOL Mets follows them, and this is part of it. No, I mean, that sucks. Uh, but, yeah, I like that one with Marcus Stroman. Let's go to ERA. And I actually almost made your pick. I, I almost picked the same guy that you did. So I, I, I went a little differently here. I didn't see that you had picked him and changed or anything. I made my pick first, but I almost picked the exact same guy. I went with Aaron Savale. Everyone knows I love Aaron Savale. I think I actually did this exact same thing last year when we uh, did bold prediction leaders. And I went with his ERA. You know, he had a 474 last year, and even if you take off that Pittsburgh start, it was still just a 399. It wasn't it wasn't so great, but he pitched a lot better than a 474 would make you think. And then Pittsburgh gets to him for eight runs in his last start of the year and kind of tarnishes everything. I just think he has the stuff and, and the and the defense behind him to generate that kind of big, uh, you know, excellent ERA that it would take to lead the league. First of all, I think his strikeout rate. Um, can definitely be on the high end and go up yet again. It went from 7.2 to 8.4. I think he can get over a strikeout per inning, which will certainly help him. But like I said, the defense behind him, Cesar Hernandez, Andres Jimenez up the middle. Um, you know, their outfield defense is actually going to be, you know, they're probably going to be playing more glove first guys in center. Like I think Ben Gamble starting out there today, mm-hmm. or jo- actually Jordan Lupla might be because yeah, Lupla it's a, a lefty. And, yeah, and Lupla led off, I believe, too today. Yes, yes, correct, against Boyd, the lefty. So, you know, they should have pretty defense, pretty decent defense helping him. That's what I was kind of looking for, and that's why I almost picked the guy that you did because he's going to have a good defense because you need that. You need some good fortune to go with it, right? It can't just be skill alone. You need uh, those the extra defensive plays to get out of some jams and, and leave some runners on. So Aaron Savale with like a, uh, like a 230 ERA 
is going to lead the league. I like it. Uh, I actually almost uh, picked Savali uh, for the next one for 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 Whip. So nice, very um, nice. Like him a lot. Did not get a lot of shares of him. Uh, we have him in labor though. So there we go. It's one of the guys that has oh, no. survived so far. That means that means oh, yeah. he's in grave danger. <laughs> Protect uh, him at all costs. Who'd you pick? I picked Blake Snell, uh, and this yep. is a kind of a FOMO pick because I just missed on. Snell in draft season like I just I don't know that I even ended up with him anywhere um and I'm very sad about that uh especially Uh especially because he has been healthy uh and he has looked really good in spring um and I'm just a little bummed so uh yeah I mean maybe this isn't super bold because he's been what going as a top 15 top 20 starter uh, but, sure. but ERA, I mean, that's still a pretty big deal. Like people will take him for the strikeouts mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, being on a good team and everything. But yeah, you know, I, I think, I think it works. I like yeah. it. I first like time, it. first time in the national league, a lot of hitters have not seen him, uh, before on a really good team and a pretty decent place to pitch. So, uh, I like Blake, Blake and he doesn't have to go against his own team in his division, which is huge, so. which is great. Yeah. yeah. So he only has the one mega team. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the in the Dodgers, of course, but then the rest of the division is uh, pretty 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 beatable. All right, let's go over to Whip. Uh, this is probably an unsurprising one. In fact, both of our picks are pretty on brand, so we can make these ones quick. Jose Arquiti's my pick. Y'all know I love this guy. I mean, he's got a 106 career whip. Command and control uh, is his bread and butter. So I think he's actually got a really good chance to to do something like this. It's, this might not even be bold enough because this is his calling card. I think he's going to get his first full year this year, put up, you know, 165 innings of high-quality work. I think his ERA could be really good too. Um, and he's got big strikeout potential. Don't get too hung up on what Urquidy did last year coming off the COVID, uh, only throwing 30 innings. Uh, he started to get his strikeout groove back in the in the playoffs, I should say, and uh, he can be about a strikeout per any type of guy. So that's not what we're looking at here, though. We're looking at WHIP, and I think uh, Urquidy's a great bet, to be honest. Yeah, I like Urquidy. Um, I'm not as high on him as you are, or like Eno. Uh, you guys have been kind of leading the charge on that one, and so I, I don't believe I have a lot of shares. But um, I I've got him two teams, so uh, you know. I'm hoping he does well, so those two teams do well, and I, I think he definitely, you know, with what's going on so far in Houston, I mean, he's got that that spot locked down in yeah. that rotation, even if he struggles at times. So uh, I think he was a good gamble this uh, this draft season, and I kind of wish I'd gotten a few more shares. Yeah, I have six pickup leagues on NFBC, and I have them in five of those or four of those. Yeah, there you go. So you know, I'm I'm really I'm really big on Urquidy. Um, yours is on brand as well, a guy that yeah. you've been targeting in an Urquidian type level. Tell us about Ryan Yarbrough possibly leading in WHIP. Yeah, so I mean, he's he's just a guy that I think people kind of overlook because uh, he doesn't get a ton of strikeouts, uh, but that's okay. I mean, his walk rate the last two seasons uh, have been 5.1%, 3.6%. So he's just not going to walk, guys. Doesn't give up a ton of hits either. Uh, and I th- I think he's just really, really safe. He was going outside top 200. He's on both of my main event teams uh, and a, a bunch of other uh, teams as well. So I really love Ryan Yarbrough as a, as a really good whip asset this year. Yeah, it's hard not to. And. Man, we just keep dreaming of him getting that opener back again so he can rack up 8 billion wins. That'd be sweet. But they, they seem to trust him as a legit starter. Let's go to strikeouts. Mine's not that bold, I guess. I struggled here. I like your pick. Um, I kept struggling to find somebody that was like a further off the board. And I guess I could have picked Frankie Montas just to stick with guys that I love. But I wanted to get... Somebody different, and I didn't. I failed here. I, got, I went Luis Castillo. I mean, he hasn't led the league in strikeouts, but he's a strikeout god. Kind of a boring pick. I'm a loser, Yeah, but I love su- Castillo. Su- yeah, super boring. Uh, he's going to need those Blake strikeouts. Snell to then. Lead hey, you <laughs> yeah. picked Blake Snell to lead ERA, and I tried to back you, and you're selling me out here. Unbelievable. <laughs> nah, it's all right, because, I mean, uh, he's going to need those strikeouts because that defense behind him is, ooh. Uh, but it, it, it might be, yeah. I mean, they put Suarez back at short. It could end up being tough. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, thankfully he gets a boatload of case. Yours is actually very bold and could be one of the breakouts of the year. Talk to us about Dylan Cease. Yeah. Dude, did you see his last spring start? 
5.1 innings, 11 strikeouts, no walks. Um, he's just been fantastic this spring. Made some, uh, the, the pitching coach there made some changes, uh, uh, to his mechanics and things have just been, uh, lights out for him. Uh, I wish I'd gotten him on more teams this year. I did get him in a number of spots, but, uh, yeah, Dylan sees, uh, they could all blow up, right? This could be like Matt Boydian. Sure. Um, sure. That's a good, good way to put it. Yep. Yep. But that kind of volatility, but the I upside, do I think mean, the strikeouts will be there. Uh, and that's something that kind of disappeared last year in the rough, uh, 2020, but uh, yeah, I, th- I think he's gonna he's gonna deliver a ton of strikeouts this year, and uh, if he can stay in that rotation, which doesn't have a lot of depth, um, he uh, yeah he's gonna at least rack up strikeouts, and anything on top of that is gravy. Uh, yeah, and like I said, could be one of the like true huge breakouts of the season if all of it comes together for Cease. Really eager to kind of see how that plays out. Same with Carlos Rodon, by the way. Um, looking healthy. Hopefully he stays upright and goes off. Mm-hmm. All right, saves. Now, I did not do this to hurt you, okay? Yeah, no, you did. It's no. okay, though. No, I didn't. I swear. This is, okay. I, I take this personally. I picked Hector Norris. And it's because he was named to the job. I already loved him. I was already really getting hyped on him. Um... You know, this was not like some battle we had all off season. Like I wasn't the Norris guy all you know all winter. It's just the more I studied it, and the fact that he was dominating in spring, which mattered because it was a battle. Spring stats matter when they're when two two guys are battling. I'm like, wait, why are we just giving it to Bradley? Who has the actual experience here? They might go with Norris. And they did. So I'm going big bold here, and I'm say he's going to hold it all year and lead baseball in saves. I already did a bold prediction on my on my article, and I said he's going to lead the National League. I'm upping it a level. He leads everybody in saves and gets 43. Yeah, my bold prediction for who's going to lead the American League in saves is already blown out of the water because it was Trevor Rosenthal. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Literally dropped this morning, and then. No. Came out. I was like, oh Bro, I well. Saw, I I saw your bold prediction article. It was pretty great. Yeah, thank you. Uh, both of them. I have two up there, so people should go check that out. Over <laughs> read range. the first one. Yeah, the first o- one only first. read the first one. Only hey, read. guess who's in in the eighth? James Karen check. Now it's the three nothing deficit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's I mean, gonna be a that, that's gonna be a committee. I think. I think him and Wakerin are gonna save that or uh, share that. So of course they are. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, my guy, I went a little bit bolder. I went with a guy who doesn't necessarily technically have the job. Yeah, uh, I love this. But it's Chris Martin. Um, and uh, I think they're going to share, I think him and Will Smith are going to share the closing duties to start. Uh, but I think Martin's going to grab that job and uh, eventually. And, and, uh, and it's Atlanta, so it's a really good team. A lot of uh, win opportunities uh, or a lot of save opportunities. I really like Chris Martin. I got him super late in the main last night, like the 23rd round. Um, so I, I was very, very happy as like my third closer off the board uh, to get uh, um, uh, to get Martin last night. And I'm um, hoping he has a really big year. Yeah, I love this one uh, because I do think Nerys is pretty bold, but that you did up the boldness here. I am not a huge Will Smith guy. I think Chris Martin can take this job and run with it. I could definitely see them playing matchup committee type deal, but they might just prefer to have guys in set roles if you know Martin comes out and just dominates. And he's been amazing. If you have not been paying attention to what Chris Martin's been doing the last two seasons, you got, you got to go look. The skills have just mm-hmm. been off the charts. And uh, he could absolutely run away with this job and and rack up a bunch of saves. I don't know if he gets to the league lead, but I, I like the call. It's a, it's a yeah. fun, bold prediction. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it looks like we may get some more runs here <laughs> in this game. Because <laughs> um, now the bases, I, oh, no, no, they're not loaded. But uh, I can't seem to figure out how to turn off my closed captioning on my new TV. But Uh-oh. Uh, that's a little bit of a problem. But Luis Arise just got an RBI single. Um, Dude, he's a G. Yeah. People are missing out on all this goodness. Um, well, 
Let's see what they are able to do the rest of the way in Minis- or in Milwaukee. Excuse me. Uh, we got a full slate all day. I can't wait. We got oh, the weekend. Uh, you know what I can't wait for? I love Sunday afternoon, just turning on the games and just hanging out on the couch. You doze in and off a little bit there. Catch those little Sunday naps mm-hmm. where you're like not fully asleep. Like I'm still hearing the MLB tonight, like as they go game to game, and I wake up with knowledge that I'm like, wait, how did I know that? Oh, I kind of heard it while I was sleeping. Um, those like semi naps are the best with baseball on, and I can't wait for one of those this weekend. So, Justin, that's going to wrap it up for us here. Baseball is back. I'm excited. Good luck with staying healthy. Okay, let's try to make it through the first weekend. Yeah. Without too much damage on our squads, okay? We'll, we'll do the best we can, but everybody just enjoy some baseball. Just not overact. Let's just enjoy some baseball. And uh, I feel like we got a real opening day this year after kind of getting cheated out of one last year. So let's just enjoy it, and then we'll, we'll talk more. Uh, Jason and I will talk more this weekend. You and I will talk more on Tuesday. Sounds fantastic. And on Tuesday, we're going to mm. do a live stream, and there will be a Q&A after that is open to our Patreon folks that are in the discord so if yep. you're in the discord we'll post the link in there you come through you can ask questions we will we will do the pod live you can watch us do the pod live and then we will have the q a session after the fact okay yeah, so and we'll, it, the, the the audio will be available to everybody on this feed um, yeah the pod will still be there yeah um, do you want to put the q a audio up yeah yeah i'll put the i'll put all of it up um okay perfect. and, and uh and then I'll even put the the video over on my YouTube, so if people want to go back and watch the uh, watch the video, they can. But uh, it'll only be available live to the people who are in the Discord. So a little treat Correct. for people who are supporting the Patreon. Really appreciate that. The support's been amazing so far, and you know we're going to keep improving it and and adding things to it uh, to give you guys you know stuff for supporting us. So anyway, Justin, have a great weekend. Talk to you later. Take it easy.